the sideline, touchdown Michigan! Gardner takes the shotgun snap, looks to his right and connects. Reaching for the end zone, touchdown Michigan, Amara Darma. Gardner makes a hand up to Smith, looking, firing. Jake Buck, one-handed catch! He caught it! Unbelievable catch! Bing Crosby, wrap your troubles and dreams, take four. Castles may tumble, that's made after all. Life's really funny that way. Sang the wrong melody, we'll play it back. See what it sounds like, hey, hey. They cut out eight bars, the dirty bastard. I didn't know which eight bars he was gonna cut. Why don't somebody tell me these things around here? Holy Christ, I'm going off my nuts. Uh, the last bastion of freeform. WCBN FM and Ava. Sounds like a bunch of left-wing hippies to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, that mic is on. The mic's on. Oh, my God. Turn off the mic. Well... The lights are on, and so is Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley, and uh, I think Jim is probably having problems with a parking spot. He should be here momentarily. Well, kind of a disconsoling, sort of depressing week. Uh, it's very strange when uh, major bank regulations ends up in an omnibus bill that uh, is then... Uh, rammed through Congress at the last second on the grounds that we need to compromise and be bipartisan. I understand that thinking from the perspective of Barack Obama, by the way. This man just wants to get out of the White House. <laughs> I think Michelle Obama was quoted as saying she was going to run out of the White House on January 20th. And... By passing the bill, they've obviously, it is a compromise bill, and it proves that elections matter, but I think that it's absolutely outrageous that a bunch of riders that are not connected to actually passing a budget are attached to a bill like this. And let's recall, by the way, that Glass-Steagall, which was a depression-oriented bank regulation bill, that was added to an omnibus bill in 1999 when Bill Clinton was uh, on the rocks, as they say, for, uh, um, you know, he was, he was in the process of being impeached. So I just think this is bad government policy, and I am basically on the side of the liberals that opposed this bill and voted no. Um. But this is the American system of uh, government that we have. I read a thing, interestingly, that two-thirds of Americans don't even know that we have three branches of government. Uh, this is uh, disconsoling and depressing. And, of course, the big story of the week is the uh, torture 
report by the Senate Democrat, uh, Senate, Senate Democrats, and I say that because the Republicans sort of uh, picked up their marbles and went home and wouldn't participate. And it's very troubling when, of course, we get the return of Dick Cheney. <laughs> um, Dick Cheney is uh, not my favorite person at all. And, of course, he was the originator in many ways of this so-called enhanced um, interrogation technique, I guess is the euphemism that the Bush administration came up with. John Yu uh, was the Justice Department official that wrote up this policy, and Dick Cheney's aide, David Addington, worked with John Yu on the policy. We saw John Yu over the weekend uh, with sort of a mixed message regarding uh, the torture p policy. Let's remember, of course, that the torture involved several highly uh, odious people, but it still definitely occurred. And the paradigm of how uh, America deals with facts is, is troubling. It's disconsoling and depressing. First, we start out with, it wasn't torture. <laughs> so we're, we're in a kind of a denial mode for a while. Then they admit that it might have been, but they talk about actionable intelligence, whatever that might, may mean. And by the way, the only actionable intelligence that I can recall from the torture sessions was that Abu Zubaydah revealed that Saddam Hussein and Osama bin Laden were allied. In other words, he told the torturers what they wanted to hear and, of course, what Dick Cheney specifically wanted to hear and what George Bush wanted to hear. And the accountability here is the problem. Uh, as well as the fact that we have two psychologists, supposedly uh, individuals that have taken the Hippocratic Oath, participating in this program, being paid $80 million to come up with uh, techniques that uh, they think that uh, Jack Bauer uses on 24. So the actionable intelligence that I'm aware of, actually involved the misuse of the falsehood regarding Osama bin Laden and Saddam Hussein, the linkage therein. Right. Now, they haven't talked about that, by the way, this week. Uh, that sort of got covered up in the process. And, of course, George Bush is uh, painting uh, landscapes and uh, gold golden flowers and what, whatever. And we basically have a, a situation, to paraphrase Bob Dole, Bush was see no evil, Condoleezza Rice was hear no evil, and Dick Cheney was evil. <laughs> yeah, just because this dude said under torture what Bush and Cheney wanted to hear doesn't mean it was true. Right. I mean, uh, there's that moment in... Uh, one of our favorite films here on Grey Matters, Dr. Strangelove, where uh, General Jack D. Ripper, knowing his boys have given up the fight outside the base, realizing that the uh, moment is drawing near, asks Mandrake, uh, did you talk when you were under torture? Well, I don't like to talk about it, but everyone talks right. under torture. And, of course, the British were tortured in, in, uh, in Southeast Asia, in the Burma-India field of uh, the Japanese did True. torture. And 
to his credit, you know, every once in a while, the broken clock is right. John McCain uh, showing that glimmer of integrity. That, he found uh, his space helmet for a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, he brings uh, the point up here in his comments about, I think, really, he's commenting on Cheney's defense of it more than he is in the report itself. But uh, Senator McCain notes that, uh, well, we actually hung the Japanese for waterboarding. Yeah. You know, it was a torture technique that they used. We found reprehensible. And so they were punished by hanging. And it was widespread in the, in the Asian part of the Second World War. As despicable as the Nazis were, generally speaking, they did adhere to the Geneva Convention regarding POWs and that kind of thing. Because what we're talking about here really are, are involved so-called POWs and the rights and rules that govern their... Um, treatment and custody, of course, you know, the the ticking time bomb metaphor is exceedingly troubling because I, I, I was never um, a big uh, watcher of 24, the Jack Bauer fictional account of, of using torture techniques to get information successfully. It's a TV show. Right. It's, but it's fictional fantasy. But I did watch it one year just to see what it was about, just to see, okay, how is this being portrayed? And I realized listening to the debate last week, and of course this is the problem, it, be, it becomes a political debate. The other allegation that's nonsense, of course, is that this is a partisan attack on the CIA. Uh, it is not. And of course, you know, we know for a fact that the CIA was not there wasn't there weren't widespread participants in this activity this was done by a few individuals here and there it might be a partisan attack on the way that the information generated by the CIA was used because yeah. i mean clearly uh, this was a week in which the crimes of the bush and cheney administration were revisited and of course the argument that this releasing the report is going to cause attacks on americans to go up is ludicrous um you know it's fascinating by the way uh, the united states to its credit, to some degree, uh, published this uh, redacted report, for the record. But we did publish it, and in the previous month, a King's College, uh, Oxford, uh, King's College of London, I should say, in Great Britain, published a study of terrorist uh, uh, attacks around the world. There were 5,000 terrorist deaths in the month of November. 80% of the victims were Muslims. And, of course, this is mainly being perpetrated by ISIS, ISIL, by the Taliban, by Boko Haram, by al-Shabaab. And it, th this, of course, is, is uh, you know, the, the American report, in, in contrast, is quite different. But this idea that attacks are going to go up because we published this or this is going to put American lives in danger is absolutely ludicrous. American lives are already in danger, and they're in danger because of our war policies. Well, they're also in danger because of our uh, absence of uh, any sort of reasonable gun control at the moment. There's a manhunt out in Pennsylvania yeah, for exactly. a guy who's on a shooting spree. Yeah, who killed five people. It's the holiday season. And so, he's allegedly... Uh, uh, Marine. Crippled. Uh, Three-month uh, <laughs> duty in Iraq, uh, has killed his ex-wife and a couple of other family members in this sort of circuitous route. But And, of course, there's a degree of, you know, some of the gory details that emerged from this report are, are just despicable. 
Uh, this is not the CIA report. Yeah, the CIA report. This is not uh, <laughs> Centurion. Throw the prisoner to the floor. Well, you know, tweet was... him quite waffly. Yeah. You know the humorousness of the life of Brian. That's not what this is. We're not talking here about a little bit of roughing up. We're well, talking about sadomasochistic. Uh, really crapola. twisted, yeah, really twisted, um, dark, dark human behavior here. These are people that we might not really want to be walking around in public. They're yeah. psychopaths. Well, <laughs> indeed, uh, to, you know, apply yourself to this sort of work uh, with the, you know, well, uh, it's all for the best. You know, this is for a good cause. I'm doing this horrible thing. And, you know, we commented years back when this was an unfolding story with the photos coming out of Abu Ghraib and stuff that even J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter books, one of those books had a very serious uh, argument against the use of torture. Uh, it was, you know, there were characters in that book who practiced magical torture, and I was very much a commentary for the children of the world on, this is wrong, this is not how decent people behave, there are better ways of getting at the truth. And at the very end of last week's show... You know, we were just starting to comment on the the. You knew this report was going to be bad. Yeah, it had been leaked. There were already yeah. like, well, the CIA is circling the wagons and you know getting uh, uh, the Bush team to uh, get ready to defend uh, what was done, and uh, really they're just uh, trying to uh, prevent. Uh, I think being dragged in front of a war crimes tribunal, but a bunch of uh, past CIA directors, including General Hayden was uh, quoted as saying, we're not here to defend torture. We're here to defend history. Well, there's a game of semantic footsie right there. The Which history is bizarre is, because the CIA has been, <laughs> been involved in, associated with torture. Uh, On and off through the decades. Through the decades. Yeah, the, uh, the, the torture manual that was distributed through the School of the Americas where a lot of the uh, right-wing juntas uh, and death squad uh, leaders of South America were edumacated um at one point uh somebody said oh it's not fair to throw the cia to the wolves or under the bus that's the who, other one. who are the wolves here uh, <laughs> the american people you know the cia has got to be held accountable that's the way it works in the uh in the real world uh in the adult world you make a mistake you get called to the t you know you are accountable Right, and of course, some of the CIA officials defended themselves by saying, well, these were rogue elephants, to borrow a phrase from Frank Church, back in the 1970s when the CIA was investigated for quote-unquote horrors. Uh, the horrors, of course, were widespread throughout the world. Uh, Operation Phoenix, uh, by the way, a torture program that the uh, CIA and various... Uh, military intelligence uh, entities utilized in Southeast Asia, allegedly, including direct assassinations, uh, killed about 120,000 people. This included throwing people from helicopters, mm -hmm. uh, cages. Uh, we, we know what some of the stuff is. And, of course, it's the, the, the United States has passed the buck frequently on the torture um, operation, so to speak. They've handed people off to professional torturers. Uh, interesting to note that the United States dispatched some prisoners to Libya. Right. And had Gaddafi, who... An old trusted hand. <laughs> yeah. He'd gotten back in the good graces of the Bush administration by renouncing nuclear weapons. 
Um, so this has been a troubling week in many regards because I think that even a lot of the history of America's role in torture and you know our own hemisphere it's 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 disgraceful. You know we've we've condoned all kinds of uh, torture by right wing dictatorships that we've been propped up with uh, military and economic aid in places like El Salvador and Honduras and Brazil. Um, that you know, by the way, this is this is really kind of at the heart of some of our immigration problems. That's uh, never going Indeed. to be openly discussed. Um, well, I mean, Dick Cheney talks about this as though uh, this is the only path available for America. He he argues that I have no problem as long as we achieve our objective. You know, even when such. Uh, <laughs> Enhanced uh, techniques as uh, burying people or uh, holding prisoners in coffin-sized boxes for 11 days, handcuffing a prisoner's wrist to an overhead bar for 22 hours a day. Cheney was asked, do these constitute torture? His answer, I can't tell from that specifically whether it was or not. Right. Well, why don't we try chaining uh, Dick Cheney up for 22 hours over some pipes? Yeah, well, the thought of Dick... It's the Christmas season. It's time, spirit of giving. The thought of Dick Cheney roaming around naked for a couple of days, that would be torture <laughs> for me. <laughs> the image of it would be torture. It would be like the Chinese water torture. Um, so, yeah, this, uh, you know, I, I and, and by the way, this report was, was released uh, at this point for obvious reasons. This had nothing to do with uh, partisanship. This simply had to do with the nature of politics. Uh, the Republicans are taking control of the Senate next year. They would never release this report. So this report was done under the ticking time clock of the fact that this was the last week that Congress was in session, uh, essentially until the new Congress is sworn in in early January of next year. I can hardly wait. I can hardly wait either, because as I commented earlier, it's always troubling when, you know, uh, campaign committees are allowed to uh, go. Uh, you know, they raise the limits from from a hundred thousand dollars to three million or eight hundred thousand. You know, whatever the details are, couples I guess now can give three million, as if uh, the corrosion and corrupt corruption of money in our political system isn't enough. They're just going to make it literally 10 times worse, um, and attaching this uh, banking deregulation as absolute folly. I mean, I, it's just it doesn't belong in a budget bill. But uh, so this has not been a, a very uh, good week, to say the least. Nothing will come of nothing. And I think that this, uh, you know, I keep asking when, the, when the, the argument about actionable intelligence is given, or that this was justified because of 9-11. I think that our response to 9-11 was what the problem is and was. Um, let's remember, but uh, there was very, one very good point that rebutted this argument, by the way, about the uh, fact that this would cause an increase in attacks on Americans. He pointed out that usually the increase in attacks occurred when American uh, torturers and or military personnel were involved in desecrating the Koran, not torture, because the, a lot of these details are, have been released before in the form of books. This is just an official Senate report mm -hmm. by the Intelligence Committee 
this, of course, is their job. I don't, and I don't think the Democrats should apologize at all for releasing something that's part of their job. They're supposed to oversee these agencies, what they do, what the budgets involve. And it's that's what our system is about. And if uh, we can even say, well, this makes us look better compared to the other side, whatever the other side may be, it does make us look better than the other side. Uh, there are no... Um, thorough investigations of torture techniques even used by the British during some of their colonial uh, occupations. And, you know, there's a long sordid history of this, this, you know, the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Well, (laughs) no, the Spanish Inquisition is alive and well in the United States. And uh, there are people that are in just in complete denial about this. Well, I mean, Cheney is so... uh twisted here that even his his concept of the the definition of the very word torture is is highly suspect he actually says that torture is what the al-qaeda terrorists did to 3,000 americans on 9-11 well i think that's called murder yeah actually and then later when defending what uh they're calling uh Oh, what was it? The rectal feeding and rectal rehydration? Oh, well, that was for medical reasons, says Cheney. Yeah, so they didn't die because of the techniques that were being used upon them. I mean, in any legal definition, these are forms of rape. Uh, If that's not torture, Dick Cheney, uh, you know, consult your Webster's. Yeah, well, he's... The difference between murder and torture. He's always been a denier. He Let's remember that he was on the Iran-Contra committee... As the House of Representative, representative from the grand state of Wyoming, back when he signed the minority report regarding the Iran-Contra affair, mm-hmm. which was basically a document of total denial. Um, let's give Ted Cruz some a brain damage award. Thanks to his obstructionism, he forced the Senate to meet for a couple more days, and it's interesting that the late breaking news is the Surgeon General may be confirmed over the waiting for how many months well he's been on the sidelines for well over a year not around for the ebola crisis and uh, this interesting item over the weekend the senate uh confirmed david saperstein a prominent reform rabbi to be the ambassador at large for international religious freedom in charge of countering religious persecution around the world. The vote was 62 to 35, with all but one of the no votes cast by Republicans. This article by Robert Pear in uh, today's New York Times, so this happened over the weekend during this delaying tactic by Ted Cruz. Thank you, Ted Cruz, uh, but you're America's new idiot. You get a brain damage award. Uh, Senators who voted against Mr. Saperstein did not say why they opposed him. On a number of issues, domestic issues, he sided with liberals. However, he's also sided with conservatives on a number of uh, issues regarding protecting Christian conservative ideas with respect Mm -hmm. to religious liberty. And they note that uh, what probably caused all these no votes within the Republican Party was that he had been critical of a ruling in June in which the Supreme Court said that uh, some corporations could deny contraception coverage to their female workers on religious grounds. 
Well, are there religious grounds in which this CIA policy can be defended? And let's remember that this was concocted by the Justice Department. This was an operational um, CYA uh, operation from the beginning. This was Dick Cheney and David Addington getting together with John Yoo, who worked in the uh, Justice Department, working under the uh, tutelage of John Ashcroft, another— Cover the naked statues, for they have bare breasts of stone— paragon of religious toleration. <laughs> He's the guy that speaks in tongues or... Anointed with Crisco. <laughs> a very strange man indeed. Uh, by the way, to his credit, he, he did refuse to sign one uh, document while he was... Out of his mind in a hospital bed. Yeah, while they were trying to get his signature on a... <laughs> it was a sneaky little operation that Dick Cheney was certainly involved in. <laughs> Sneaky little man. Daddy Warbucks. Uh, and, of course, you know, it's very problematic, by the way, that um, <laughs> there were contracts issued to the tune of $80 million to come up with these enhanced interrogation techniques. Remarkable crap. Yeah, all and, anybody had to do is research Nazi behavior. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you can do that on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> we paid $83 million to find out this. <laughs> the Spanish Inquisition. Right. I'm sure Torquemada's got some documents floating around. You'd, you'd think, yeah. <laughs> floating around in Madrid somewhere that Franco probably consulted. Right. Uh, and, of course, the United States apologized for all kinds of torture that went on during the Cold War on the grounds that the communists were everywhere and dangerous. And, uh, you know, 9-11, of course, is the justification for all of this, the well, rationalization. The, an another 9-11 didn't happen, so we must have been successful through torture. Yeah. That's an argument that's actually being made. And, of course, the ticking time bomb is just ludicrous. This is a television show. Uh, apparently, Antonin Scalia has actually <laughs> invoked the name of Jack Bauer and some of his opinions on the matter. Uh, this is terribly troubling. Uh, but uh, what's new? And uh, if, if anything that this should remind us of is, is, the, is the terrible uh, history of national, our National Security Agency. You know, it's interesting that today is the anniversary of Bill of Rights Day. Mm. <laughs> Franklin Roosevelt declared this Bill of Rights Day shortly after Pearl Harbor. Um, and to the credit of Franklin Roosevelt... Uh, America did stand for something in World War One. It was called the Four Freedoms, uh, opposed back then by the isolationists and mm. other Southern Democrats that are now Southern Republicans. So, yeah, Dick Cheney's had a bad week. Don't invite him to your Christmas party. <laughs> and, and if you do, make sure that he has lots of punch. Yeah, when he, he leans over to uh, serve himself up a bowl of punch, just grab him by the knees and just, whoa, tip him up. <laughs> Little punch bowl enhancement there, Mr. Cheney. And, of course, you know, we have uh, prisons in America that where there are some questionable goings-on that really need more investigation by the uh, Congress to expose... Some of our, our, our big problems with, uh, you know, what's, what's, what, what's really going on in the United States. Uh, 
sunlight is the great disinfectant. I think Louis Brandeis said that. So I'm all in favor of the Senate report, but I, I, I don't think, you know, other than the gory details, that this is terribly new information. And I think that it's unfortunate that so many people went to their respective corners. Uh, other than John McCain, I think Lindsey Graham was the only known Republican that came out and condemned this. Even Peter King, who sometimes is moderate on some issues, uh, because he represents Staten Island, you know, has to has to play the the terrorism card, and and that's unfortunate because uh, terrorism is, you know, as my dad pointed out, the two previous invokers of a war on terror were Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin. I think that's something the United States needs to get rid of, and to Obama's marginal credit, he's he's done so to some extent. He doesn't use the global war on terror as one of the euphemisms for American foreign policy. And there's just simply too many euphemisms in this whole sordid affair, to say the least. Well, we've just been given the one-minute flag here from uh, Engineer Andrew, so thanks to him for uh, running the control panel uh, for this week's show. Uh, of course, I'm sure all motorists out there are uh, pleased to see the uh, Gasoline prices so low. Uh, I suspect it's not uh, down to as Fox News is arguing. It's because fracking, fracking is is making gas prices lower. I don't think that's got anything to do with it. And since we talked about Monty Python earlier, this brief item, courtesy of uh, the AP, October fourteenth. It's about a bilingual parrot, silent about absence. A parrot that spoke with a British accent when he disappeared four years ago has been reunited with his owner. He now speaks Spanish. A vegetarian used a microchip to attach to track Nigel, an African gray parrot, to its owner, Darren Chick, a Briton who lives in Torrance, California. Mr. Chick said Nigel, Nigel's accent is gone and that the bird now chatters in Spanish and that last week's uh, reunion had brought tears to his eye, although Nigel bit him. When he tried to pick him up, that parrot is resting. <laughs> well, at least it's not an ex-parrot. He's on leave of absence. <laughs> well, stay tuned. Uh, Yazoo City Calling coming up next right here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. But at the new school once, I was substituting for Henry Cowell, teaching a class in Oriental music. I had told him I didn't know anything about the subject. He said, that's all right, just go where the records are, take one out, play it, and then discuss it with the class. Then I took out the first record. It was an LP of a Buddhist service. It began with a short, microphonic sound with sliding tones, and then soon settled down into a single, loud, reiterated, passive beat. This noise continued relentlessly for about 15 minutes with no perceptible variation. A lady got up and screamed and then yelled, Take it off. I can't bear it any longer. I took it off. A man in the class then said angrily, Why'd you take it off? I was just getting interested. In WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. 
Good evening, the time is now 7.01, and you're listening to Yazoo City Calling on WCBN, our weekly tribute to the down-home blues music, broadcasting to you live every Monday.